is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. You can find the website at mainlyplants.com, or you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook at mainlyplants, or you can email me, uh, ryan at mainlyplants.com. If I sound a little nasally, it's because I have a little bit of a sinus cold, uh, which sucks because I was just talking to somebody, gosh, just the other day about how since I've gone plant-based, I've only gotten sick like one or two times. And I've been plant-based for five years. So, of course, as soon as I say that, I wake up and I feel uh, a little crappy. Um, But, you know, all in all, I used to get sick at least once a year with a cold. Um, So I would say, you know, two, maybe three times in five years is still still a lot better. Um, Oh, real quick also, uh, thank you for supporting the podcast by going to mainlyplants.com and clicking on the Amazon link in the top left corner to do your shopping. A lot of people have been doing that. It's awesome. I really appreciate it. Every penny that I get from that goes back into keeping the podcast, keeping the podcast free and paying for hosting and the microphone and all that kind of stuff on the website. So uh, I'm not sure how long this one will be because uh, my head feels like it is on a balloon hovering above my body. But... I wanted to cover a couple things. So uh, this week I decided to take, because I was not not feeling that great, uh, I decided to take a listener question and respond to that. So uh, without further ado, um, I will read, uh, the question is kind of long, but I'll give you the synopsis. So the first part of the question is um, talking about getting kids to switch to a plant-based diet. Um, first off, it is important to note that studies have shown that a plant-based diet is beneficial to people of any age, um, save for mother's milk. Uh, I'm not saying don't breastfeed your children uh, because that's natural and normal, uh, but a plant-based diet is healthy and safe for uh, people of any age, whether you be three years old or 93 years old, it doesn't matter. Um, because plants provide all the key nutrients uh, including things like calcium for bone growth if you're uh, young or bone density if you're older and protein. Um, so uh, the question was, um, this person was thinking about uh, adopting uh, a child from the foster care system, which is awesome. Congratulations on that. But, uh, you know, she's mentioning that a lot of times these kids come in with very poor health values. And and it's not necessarily that, that she's adopting a baby um, or toddler, but somebody who has uh, a food, a food uh, how, do, how would I say it, has ideas about food, knows what they like, uh, was raised in a certain way, has been cultured a certain way. So, you know, there's a few things that you can do regarding this. Um, you can make it reward-driven, but... I'm not a big fan of that. Um, you know, in reward driven, I mean, by that I mean, you know, if you eat your food, then you get this. You get two points, and when you get a certain amount of points, you get you get to pick a prize or whatever, um, like you know, Dave and Buster's, which is fine. But you know, at at what end? You know, was the kid just going to be eating stuff just to get the points? You know, um, it might be a good way to introduce it. 
might be a good way to incentivize and then uh, and then go down the path from there into uh, education. You know, um, kids are kids are sponges, man. They they pick up on a lot of stuff that, that we don't realize. They they listen. They mimic behaviors. Um, so you know, inform inform your kids. Read you know read stuff with them. Watch stuff with them. Obviously, it has to be suitable for their age range. I wouldn't say go ahead and watch Earthlings uh, with you know somebody who's under the age of. Gosh, I it was hard for me to get through that movie, so I don't know. But um, read read with them and watch stuff with them about the information about uh, about the benefits of a plant based lifestyle. You know, Forks Over Knives is a great movie to watch with people of any age. Um, plant based nation, plant pure nation, I believe it is, is a, is kind of like the sequel. is a It's a great one to watch. They need educated is another great one. Um, there's a lot of great movies to watch with your kids to kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for to uh, open them up to this lifestyle. You know, books also. You know, there's um, a ton of books. One that I love is um, How Not to Die. It's a great book. Um, it's entertaining for me. I'm not sure how entertaining it might be for a kid, but if you're reading it with them, it's also a bonding experience. It's something that you know you guys can do together. So you get the information from the book, but you also get that that uh, the parent-child time, which is something that I I craved when I was young. I loved it. Still love it to this day. Um, moving along with that, you know, you have to make sure that what you're feeding them within a plant-based diet tastes good um, to a child. You know, children are are very pleasure-based in a primal nature. They do things because it feels good. They eat stuff because it tastes good. Um, you know, it's that, that developing brain, so they don't have a lot of the utility that adults have when it comes to decision-making. They just do stuff because that's what they want, because it, it, it sounds like a good idea. It tastes good. It feels good. Um, so... It's got to taste good, and a way to kind of, uh, God, I'm having so much trouble thinking today with my head so stuffy. Um, a way to 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 achieve that is grab yourself a plant-based cookbook. Um, I wouldn't recommend for that for a children a child to look in Thug Kitchen, even though I love that cookbook. But there's a ton of great vegan plant-based cookbooks out there. Um, let them let them pick a meal. Go through with them and ask them what they would like, and this gives them um, a say in the decision making progress, uh, decision making process. So, you know, if this child's coming into your home, and you know, uh, diet aside, their whole world is being turned upside down, right? So, so it's more than just what they're eating. You know, it's their their home is changing, whether it be from you know a different foster family or from uh, uh, an orphanage, but everything's changing so, and it's scary. Uh, I can only imagine because it's never happened to me, uh, thank God. But uh, you know, it, it's it's scary because a lot of stuff is new to them and a lot of stuff is changing. It's different from what they know. So uh, ha- letting them have some say and some power of what they're eating um, within that plant based diet could be very beneficial overall, um, mental health as well as physical health. So. Grab yourself a cookbook, go through it, let them pick. Um, if you want to have some kind of boundaries of what they can pick, go for it. You know, say it's got to be, 
you know, within the entree section, we can't do dessert right now or whatever it is, you know, you're an adult, you can figure it out. Um, and then move, moving forward with that same idea, uh, cook with them, let them help cook. Um, this gives them a sense of accomplishment with it. So they're picking what's for dinner, maybe not every night, but some nights, they're picking what's for dinner and they're helping to prepare it. So it, it's not a mystery of how it got made, they're seeing the process. Um, and you can discuss with them during this time that you know they're able to see the, tom the, the whole tomato being sliced or the whole cucumber being sliced, whatever it is, and it's not this pre-packaged you know, cut of meat that they don't know where it came from. And you can talk to them about that. You know, we, don't, we don't know where it came from. We don't know what this animal was eating, you know, what, what kind of medicine it was being given to help it grow bigger um, and what that can do to your body. So it's a learning experience all throughout the process of cooking. Um, and, and it gives them a job. And you, know, you can say, your job right now is to stir this or, or whatever. Um, but it does give them that sense of accomplishment, which is nice. Um, and like I said, you know, lead by example. Even if, even if the kid doesn't want to admit it, they will mimic, start to mimic your behaviors as they grow with you. And, and patience is the key thing here because, like I said, everything's changing. And there might be resistance, and you have to understand that. So just be patient, cook with them, let them cook, cook meals, let them have a say of what's going on in their life. Because I can only imagine that they haven't had much of a say um, to this point. So empowering them could be very powerful for them. Um, and then, and yeah, just be patient. Um, just kind of, you know, you, you'll find out as you go what's working, what's not working, and you'll have to adjust things. But I really think that giving them that sense of power of picking and cooking with you um, will be the most beneficial thing. And obviously, you know, at first they might think, depending on the age, you know, I can't have a hamburger. Well, no, you can't have a hamburger, but you can have this type of burger. You can have a veggie burger. Let's make that so you can see how good it is. You know, ask them what they love, what they love to eat, and then try to replicate that with a, with a plant-based lifestyle. You know, you're not going to be able to go straight into whole foods probably as the main part of their diet, but you can, you know, vegan pizza is a thing. It's super easy to, to make. Um, vegan burgers are super easy to make. Um, and you can, you know, put some liquid smoke in there and some Worcestershire and, uh, and have a taste, you know, like a burger. Uh, and then you can, you know, make a salad for before the meal, and, you know, like any other family would do who's adopting a healthy lifestyle and, uh, and introduced whole foods like that also. So it's going to be a combination of whole foods and, and, uh, you know, some process, but even, even veggie burgers are, there's so many whole food recipes for veggie burgers. It's not gonna be raw cause you have to cook it, but I mean, there's some great ones. Um, and if you want to know some of my recommendations, go ahead and email me. Um, and then moving on with the same theme, you know, she's also talking to me or, or uh, typing to me saying that a lot of these foster kids have health issues and, and their, their diets are just making it worse. So she requested, this writer who, who we're talking about, requested uh, to hear about how a plant-based diet can help with such things like autism and ADHD. Um, and there are other ailments, but let's just pick those two for, for today's podcast. Um, 
and just kind of cover them very briefly because like I said, uh, now my throat's starting to get a little sore and uh, anyway, I'm kind of a grump today. But so plant, a plant-based diet and let's start, talk about ADHD first, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. A little background, every year in the United States alone, doctors write 20 million prescriptions for stimulants, for stimulants like Ritalin for kids with ADHD. 20 million prescriptions for kids. It's insane. Um, and it's an amphetamine. Every year, the number of prescriptions rises. And it rises more so than any other drug class. More than painkillers, more than opiates, which are painkillers, but more than anything else. Um, so onto the 20 million prescriptions that are written every year, add another 800,000 to that every year. It's a lot of amphetamines. So it's, uh, it's a lot. I mean, 2.8 million prescriptions every year. It's a lot, you know? So, I mean, it's 2.8 one year and then it's what? 3.4 the next year. I mean, it's, it's a lot of drugs. First thing that I can recommend doesn't really have to do with, with, uh, nutrition real quick. Um, exercise and physical activity, strong physical activity, you know, a lot of exertion, um, can help significantly, um, mitigate their symptoms. Um, and almost immediately. So while drugs take, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get introduced to the bloodstream and kick in, exercise can almost immediately help those symptoms of ADHD. And it's no wonder really to think about it. You know, if kids hyper um, and you have them exercise, they're going to get some of that energy out. So it's a great thing to start off with. Um, the next thing uh, and the main thing is food dye. Uh, food dye is found in pretty much every processed food you can think of. You look at, the, at a box of macaroni and cheese, it's got food dye. You look at, um, you know, sports drink, they have food dyes. You look at... Uh, you know, cheddar cheese. It's got food dye. Um, and food dyes have been shown to increase symptoms associated with ADHD. Now, the British government and the, the European Union, the EU, has mandated the removal of almost all dyes in their foods and require a warning label, label on their foods. But when those same foods get sold in the United States, they do not have a warning label and the dyes are still in them because the EU and the British government have done the necessary research to, to realize that these food dyes uh, increase symptoms of ADHD. And it's, it might not necessarily be that the United States has not done the research, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of lobbyists, there's a lot of backdoor dealings. So um, a whole food plant-based diet will drastically help ADHD because you're not getting those food dyes in it. And if you look, if you actually look at, you know, you'll see on uh, on a label, it'll say, you know, red dye number three or whatever the hell it is. But if you look at the actual chemical compound of food dye number three, it's astounding. It's, it's a paragraph of just hyphenated uh, chemicals. It's just one long chain of chemicals. 
So it's no wonder that it screws with your system. So as associated with ADHD, don't eat any processed food and don't have any food dye because it's only going to exasperate those symptoms. Moving on to autism. This was one that I actually had to look up because I wasn't that aware of it. Um, but I did a lot of research on it. There are these things called casomorphins, which is an opiate-like peptide. Um, and the casomorphins from a cow's casein, and casein is, is a protein in, in cows. Um, so the casomorphins in cow casein have been linked to the onset of autism in infants. This kind of blew me away. Um, so that alone um, should should get you to stay away from dairy and uh, anything that has casein in it, because it's. But I mean, you know, it, it's it's if you're giving your kids cheese and you're giving your kids dairy. Um, it's not going to help the process if they have autism. In fact, it's going to make it worse. As associated with a plant-based diet, because that's what we want to kind of get to here, there are these things called sulforaphanes. And these sulforaphanes have been shown to successfully help treat the characteristics and the symptoms of autism. Now, you might be asking me what the hell are sulforaphanes. Sulforaphanes are a nutritional component found almost exclusively in cruciferous vegetables. Um, cruciferous vegetables, what are those? Off the top of your head, you might be thinking broccoli and um, uh, uh, cauliflower, but there are a lot more that you might not be aware of. Arugula, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, collard greens, horseradish, kale, mustard greens, radishes, Turnip greens and watercress are all cruciferous vegetables. And about two to three servings of sulforaphanes from the vegetables has been shown to improve uh, social interaction, abnormal behaviors, and verbal communications in as little as two weeks, which is astounding if you think about it. Just by serving your an autistic child Two to three servings of cruciferous vegetables a day has been shown to drastically improve uh, symptoms of autism in as little as two weeks. Now, there is a trick to this. You do have to cook these foods in order to, uh, to get the sulforaphanes. Because when you heat them up, it increases the sulforaphane production in these types of cruciferous vegetables. So just to kind of sum it all and, and put a bow on it. Plant-based diet does help with ADHD and autism. ADHD, stay away from food dye, all processed foods, as much as possible, you know. And autism, eat cruciferous vegetables, hot cruciferous vegetables, two to three servings, at least two to three servings every day. Um, and that'll drastically help. With that, I want to get out of your hair. I'm going to go have a cup of tea. Relax. It's Friday. It's Friday before uh, before Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, I'm a Jew. I will be sitting on the couch watching 
Christmas movies all day because there's nothing else on and there's nothing else to do. Um, if you're like me, Happy Hanukkah. That starts on Sunday as well. Um, and uh, if you don't celebrate either, then just have a great weekend. And until next week, go eat a salad. <laughs>